We are the super nerdy sailor guardians who fight for love and justice. And this is Across the Mooniverse. of Across the Mooniverse. It's actually the first episode because the first thing we did was episode zero. Sorry for confusing everybody. Okay, so we are talking about Crybaby Usagi's Beautiful Transformation, episode one, season one, series starter. See, see how much better it is when it all kind of it all kind of yes. gels? Episode one, season one, series one. There's only one series. Well, I mean... Sailor Moon Crystal, and I mean, oh, and then there's Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon, the live action one, and then, okay, so there's not one series, but it's all one series. Let's talk about this this episode. You have notes? I do. I have notes. Also, we're going to be referencing a webpage that I highly recommend anybody who's interested in looking at the differences between the original and the... Well, the original show in Japanese and then the original translation by Deke. It's called smuncensored.com. Basically, they do a side-by-side tra- translation or side-by-side comparison of the original and then the Deke translation. And they tell you all of the things they edited, all of the things they cut out, all of the things they weirdly changed, stupid translation errors and translation choices. It's beautiful. So we're going to be referencing that and... Question. Uh, yes. Is the Hulu dub different? The Hulu dub is the newest dub. Okay. It is not the original 90s dub. You would know if it was the original 90s dub because the original 90s dub is littered with very corny 90s lingo. Okay. Okay. So, like, they, uh, there's a lot of, a, oh, that's totally radical, super awesome, oh, he's totally uh, boss, you know, things like that. Real boss but, was big in the 90s? I, you know, okay. I don't I, I, I'm sorry. Possibly. There are a lot of things that were big in the 90s. Hair? I think we're an 80s thing, I feel. Uh, Boy bands. Boy bands were super big in the 90s. Maybe it's because of where I was that I think all these these 80s things were 90s things. (laughs) I could be. Okay, so... Crybaby Usagi's beautiful transformation. Um, I was going to point out that I really love that the very first thing you open up on in the anime is a picture of her bedsheets because it's a bunny and a moon. Isn't the first thing you see the city at night? But the, when she starts her introduction and she's just like, hey, I'm Usagi Tsukino, and it shows her bedsheet. I love that because she's saying her name and it shows the bedsheet with a bunny and a moon and Usagi Tsukino. Kino in Japanese means rabbit of the moon because in Japan they don't have a man in the moon they have a rabbit on the moon right yes so. now I, I, I wanted to this is further along in mm-hmm. uh, my talking points mm-hmm. but I noticed the bed sheets yeah and I saw the bunny jumping over the moon mm-hmm. and I was like is there a Japanese hey diddle diddle but it's the no. bunny jumped over the moon and yeah. I don't know it's a rabbit eating mochi on the moon I believe is what it is officially <laughs> your brother's calling me right now Oh, just tell him we're busy. He should know better. Um, yeah. So, what are your first notes? My we first did... notes are literally opening, opening, and then carp dirigible. Carp dirigible. Yeah, there's a oh. carp blimp that comes up <laughs> into the sky, like into the skyline. It's beautiful. I mean, that's literally all I've noticed now. As I'm trying to imagine how many passengers the carp dirigible holds. <laughs> Like, what gas are they using in that? You know, probably not the same gas they use in the Hindenburg. Right. That would be... Hydrogen. Bad. Although, you know, science is still trying to defend the use of hydrogen in the the Hindenburg and blaming it on human error and or, you know, sabotage. Just the fact is hydrogen burns. Yeah. Those are my notes. Carp dirigible. Carp dirigible. Yeah. That's your only note in the entire episode. (laughs) <laughs> just carp dirigible carp dirigible we need to talk about this for an hour carp dirigibles no i think it's I probably feel like we i could talk for an hour about carp dirigibles i think it's probably just a balloon because it's just kind of like a like a festival-y thing i don't know for certain i'm like a, a wind sock like a carp wind yeah, sock yeah, yeah kind of like that like a kite, a kite? Or a, yeah. yeah a kite or it doesn't a... look like those things it looks like a blimp well, I mean, I don't know. And it's, and it's also, it's a blimp ascending. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> don't ask me. 
I didn't even notice that. I gotta I go mean, back I, and watch it again now. I like, don't have like the original like storyboards and script for episode one, but I'm pretty sure like when they break down the opening credits, that particular animation is called Dirigible Ascending. Carp. <laughs> Dirigible Ascending made me think of Jupiter Ascending. <laughs> and then I just got sad. <laughs> How could you, like, go to, like, one of three bad memories you have of us hanging out? I still regret not buying that for you when I was in Japan. Because that's what you need is this Japanese version It was when the of... DVD came out, wasn't it? Yeah. That you said, yeah. Ugh. When I said maybe the, maybe in the bonus material, it'll explain what the F was going on. Yeah. God, <laughs> yeah. that movie was so bad. Yeah. Anyway, in the thousand million times that I've watched Sailor Moon, <laughs> I don't think I've ever noticed that carb dirigible so thank you for enlightening me on something I've you're gonna never see it next time <laughs> I will hawkeye zoom in look for this pause mm-hmm. try and understand cool. carb dirigible i mean because i have this like this conspiracy theory that <laughs> the japanese they make this content to actually poke fun at american culture like they they, they they just string together things that are part of american culture and make them nonsensical I mean, there are things that are very clearly making fun of. Right. The, but. And I'm not talking about those things. <laughs> I think, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I think it's just anime. Well, it's a, it's just a theory. I, it's not a, it's, it's not a conspiracy a fact. Yeah, it's, it's not a conspiracy fact. And we'll go into this a little bit further. Um, I may be a little bit culturally paranoid or something. Culturally paranoid. <laughs> is that a thing? It is now. And. Uh, I mean, yes. Have you seen the the state of this country. Oh, uh, see, we were culturally paranoid. Didn't, didn't we say we weren't going to do that? Oh, sorry, but because there's other podcasts for that. I'm sorry. Oh, like, I got too real for a second. So I guess the, it stuck out to me because the opening was kind of like what I expect to be the opening yeah. for the story of a superhero girl. Yeah, maybe some some fighting, maybe some martial arts, yeah. some still shots, and then carp dirigible. Oh, I mean, that's what that's what caught my eye. Like it was the thing that was outstanding to the opening credits. I think for me, it's probably because like when I was a younger kid, I wasn't really paying attention to what was happening on the screen. I was just like Sailor Moon, Sailor, and singing to the horrible English revision of the theme song, which spoiled the entire series for you because it announces every single character. I'm pretty sure they actually showed a different opener oh. that revealed everybody in the original English dub. Yeah, I was, I was going to bring that up. In the credits, in the yeah. opening credits, you see the silhouettes of our heroine and two others. So we know she's not alone. It's not foreshadowing because mm-hmm. that's a literary device that's useful. Mm-hmm. That's just called giving it away. That's It's called but, spoiler alert slash credit sequence. The thing is, I mean, and they do it quite well. I mean, starting out, they're like, oh, yeah, there's two other people that are going to be with her. But they don't let you know that there's a bunch of other people that are going to be with her. And then as those Until other... Until they sing it in the, in the song. In the, in the original <laughs> right, yeah. English translation, yes. Because they're like, oh, by the way, Sailor Venus... Sailor Mercury, Sailor Mars, Wh- Sailor Jupiter. Right. And I'm like, oh, thanks for spoiling it all. Which actually isn't, like, if her character was Sailor Saturn, we would instantly be awaiting the arrival of the other planet. That's true. This is Sailor Moon. We only have one moon. It could yeah. be Sailor Moon and nothing else. Sailor Moon and gas. Yeah. Sailor Moon and space rocks. Yeah. But no, the yeah. moon isn't part of a bigger group. And, no, you know, they blew it. Yeah, but then in, in Japanese, they only show the first three for a while, and then as they introduce the other ones, they change the opener to show the other ones. They add so them into the animation? They add them. The animation changes to accommodate the addition of the scouts. But I know we don't talk about the future much, but, but do they change the initial animation or just it goes all the way up to that point and then there's oh, no, no, they then there's the lots then there's 19 silhouettes no so they like, change the initial animation it does it does change i have to change by season or does it change it mid, changes, it changes mid-season? sometimes in the mid-season when other things are revealed and whatnot i had something that i wanted to talk to you about about last week but we'll get okay, to that okay. after we're done with the episode because i think the discussion. dukes of hazard just kept the same sequence of, of visuals in their title credits but to be fair i mean sailor moon is a lot more nuanced i would say than the dukes of hazard i'll give you that one yeah yep. <laughs> okay so after the carp dirigible <laughs> yes what what did you notice next so we're not going to spend the whole episode no we're talking not going to spend the whole episode talking zeppelins about and blimps no. and no we're okay, not right. because that's all i have i mean I, that's, that's that's all yeah those were my notes for the episode no the sailor suit i'm wondering why her superhero costume is that of a sailor 
if I'm not mistaken, I think it's a little bit of a derivative because of their school uniforms. Their school okay. uniforms are the sailor suits. Well, then let's talk about that. Why were their school uniforms sailor suits? Because it's a very common school uniform in Japan. Why? Because the Japanese Navy was so learned? Wouldn't that be uh, weird if, like, American schoolboys had to dress up like policemen every day? I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah. Okay, so now, okay, I'm going to go even a step further. Mm-hmm. All right? I looked this up because okay. I was this was bothering me so yeah. much and my OCDs started to kick in hardcore. I was like, it's an American sailor's uniform, is it not? The, the answer to that is no. 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 I have answers for okay. you. Right. The Japanese school uniform is modeled in appearance similar to that of the European-style naval uniforms and was first used in Japan in the late 19th century, replacing the traditional kimono. Today, school uniforms are common in many of the Japanese public and private school systems. The Japanese word for this type of uniform is seifuku. Apparently, this is all Wikipedia, right. so... Right, no, I mean... I it, mean, Wikipedia can be skewed a little bit because anybody can edit right, it. Right, I'm going to put my own entry in later. <laughs> you're going to be like, Sailor Moon, question mark. <laughs> I mean, just like, as a fact, just, um, Sailor Moon's uniform is, is derived... Entirely by the American naval uniform during <laughs> World War II. I guess that's where I was hoping yeah. that this question would lead, but it's not. It's it is that was the Japanese well, naval uniform during World War II. It looked very similar without oh. the giant red bows, but I mean, you know, it was it looked like what she's rocking. Yeah, it specifically no says either, in here it says sailor suits were adopted in Japan for girls because the uniforms were easy to sew. There you go. It all boils down mm-hmm. to money every time. Mm-hmm. It's all about money. Question answered. Yeah. We learned something today. <laughs> so, that really makes it special. Okay. But I think it's just because it's just derivative of their school uniform. Is, it, is there anything you wanted to talk about in the opening with the I'm late for school, I'm a girl with flaws, I'm a human who is imperfect so that I am your entryway into the universe because you can relate to me because I have problems and I'm quirky. That part with the, but there's juice or toast involved. I'd like to point out that that was my life in middle school and, and high school. Is juice and toast? Yeah. Juice and toast. Yeah. Hell yeah. No, I mean, I said this in our intro episode, but I related to that so hardcore because that was me. I was the kid who woke up late and didn't do the best in school and Mm. you know was constantly running late for things and was just kind of a normal average person right and then so until until the cat until the cat came and and gave you makeup case i mean that's kind of in a weird way there was no makeup case but yeah no when i was a kid like i was kind of shy and uh-huh. did my own thing and was always running late for stuff and never really you know i was just kind of like Wah. and then my dad and my stepmom got together and then when they got together that was the introduction of the first cat in our household uh-huh. and my life just kind of changed from there i've always had animals and i just became more open and accepting and loving and all that stuff well, and just so good i was getting nervous that you were going to actually reveal your real conduit to your superhero persona and you know that's not allowed yeah i'm sorry no that never happened but main thing that you can gain from all of this is get a cat get a cat get a cat cats will give you magic makeup cats will give you magic makeup cats will also make life just infinitely better and i think going on the premise that cats will give you magic makeup (laughs) kind of informs the kind of cat lover population I mean, you're they not need, wrong. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, by and large, they need some magic makeup. Yeah. Okay. Did you have anything you wanted to talk about up to that point? I want to get to school when they go no, to school. No, I mean, okay. I, I, the only notes that I had were, you know, the opening of the moon bunny, the fact that when she sees Luna for the first time, Luna's being harassed by little kids, which mm-hmm. differs than the manga, where in the manga, the way she is introduced to Luna is she accidentally steps on Luna, <laughs> and... Then Luna freaks out, and then she removes the bandage, and Luna scratches the fuck out of her face. But it doesn't happen in the anime. She's, there's no scratches on Usagi. So they basically went from she actively harms Luna, but accidentally, but you know, still mm-hmm. brings harm to Luna, yeah. to then they soften a little bit by she witnesses a crime but does nothing about it. Okay. Well, I mean, she scatters the kid. She's like, hey, yo, children, quit being little shits. And they're like, yeah, I suppose. Speaking of cats, my precious little black cat is sitting over uh-huh. in the corner, creepily staring at me. Yeah. She's, it's 
She's telling me, really I'm going to give you magical scary. powers. She is trying to hypnotize you. I'm going to give yeah. you magical powers. I would accept magical powers from Oh my God, what if it starts to happen? What if this is how it this happens? Is, this is how it happens. I've been okay. waiting for this my entire life. Okay, so it's school. 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 Number one. Mm-hmm. And I think this is going to come up quite a bit in terms of dub translation, the Hulu subtitles, the closed captioning mm-hmm. for the hearing impaired... I feel like I'm six degrees away from the original Mm -hmm. content. And my screen, I was going to say TV screen, but it was a Mm -hmm. computer screen, says this Mm -hmm. when it shows the picture of the placard Mm -hmm. of the school. It says, Japan Public Middle School. Japan? Japan Public Middle School. It should be Juban. It said Japan. Okay, that is not correct. It should be Juban. (laughs) And I was like, that has got to be an awfully large middle school if they have just the one. (laughs) No, no, no. It's it's Juban because the district they're in is the Juban district. So it's called Juban Middle School. Um, How many letters is that? Maybe I read it wrong. Juban? Is it just like Japan with a U? It's the well, it's U B instead of A P. So you, you might have misread it because it's J U B A N, right? Juban versus Japan, which is J A P A N. Which actually, now that I'm looking at Japan Public Middle School, mm-hmm. I realize that a U is just an A with its head cut off. That's so true. That's and a P is just a B flipped upside down. Wow. I wonder if my brain just presumed it said Japan. I mean, it's very possible. All right. That's your, kind of trippy. Brain... I, I, might, I might have to tap out for five minutes while I <laughs> contemplate that. All right. Okay, so school. And, you know, this is, is very stereotypical of an episode one where we're being introduced to her world, what her day is like, you know, what's she all about. Then everything so far for me visually in terms of the animation style, mm-hmm. we'll just talk about this right now. Japanese animation. Persistence of vision is what kind of informs how many frames per second are exposed in film. Mm-hmm. That's where that's where it started from. The reason that is, is it has to do with how your brain works. Mm-hmm. If you see 24 images in one second, the uh, transitions mm-hmm. from picture to picture are smooth enough that it looks like it's moving. And animators realized mm-hmm. they could do fewer because it's crazy cartoons mm-hmm. and it saves a lot of money and time. Yeah. You don't have to draw as many pictures. Japanese animation just just didn't care originally <laughs> they and and their movements are very jerky and they make no excuse for it it's like if you set the standard really low from the beginning you know mm-hmm. you're doing great well, i think <laughs> it's more like a stylistic choice because like it's very exaggerated i mean they have right like they yeah. have red lines coming out from a pile of women fighting over jewelry mm-hmm. To, to indicate action, but that's from that's like that's a comic book thing. Yeah, action well, I lines. mean, a, a lot of anime starts as manga, and so right. it's very like, hey, it draws a lot from that. So yeah. I mean, the Roadrunner didn't need red lines. We knew it was booking down the road. You need red lines because your animation sucks, and you're not quite I sure. Think, <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't say the animation sucks. I think it's more simplistic, but it's still very powerful. I think. I'll grant it this. It's recognizable as having originated from Japan because it sucks. I will come across <laughs> this microphone and I will fight you. There's, I mean, there's Japanese animation that doesn't do that. But you have to remember this is like right, the this 90s. Be- this is before computer. I mean, it was yeah. before computer animation. So yeah. all these, this these stuff like, had to be drawn get, in paint. Yeah, like, you have to get the original cells yeah, and all that stuff. Yeah. So yeah. And the, and you see, I mean, there's things that American animation, like repetitive backgrounds. That wasn't... Don't even get me started on the Flintstones. I feel like that was an inside joke because they had the ability to not do that. And they did. Anyway, well, that was a stylistic choice by mm. Barrera. Uh, you know, I don't, I, I don't know, whatever. But I mean, it, that doesn't look like Japanese animation. That just looks like an easy way to get through this scene. Mm-hmm. My point being... Well, you could say the same thing about Japanese animation. It's an easy way to get through the scene because they're trying to tell a story. But you will notice as the series goes along that you see less of that. And a lot of the time, you know, things like a bunch of women fighting over jewelry or when Usagi is upset about something, they do the more exaggerated, more limited okay. movement for like comic effect. Right. And right now you're... you're you're getting very much like, oh, this is your your you know ditzy little girl and this that and the other. Versus like when they have more serious moments, you're not going to see that as much. Maybe I'm already like sucked in and having the magic happen because I stopped noticing this even in this episode. With this exception, and this is the red line mm-hmm. instance: women fighting over discounted jewelry results in mayhem. Well, you and know why? The two girls. Yeah, well, because it was thirty thousand for a five hundred thousand. Yeah, it's. I here's the math that I. Oh, I've done. There, yeah, I just I just walked right into yeah. the math. You Good. did walk right into the math. 
so it's, it's 500,000 yen, which roughly translates into nowadays about $5,000. Okay. So it's about $4,431. Which most people in junior high have. Well, that's what she says. Oh, I'm going to, you know. Okay, yeah. okay that, that's the original price. Right. The discount is 30,000 yen, which was roughly about $300. Okay. So it's, if you translate it like uh-huh. one for one now with current exchange rates, it's $265.90. So basically, it ends up being 94% off, which, I mean, it's much easier to be like, Dad, can I have these earrings for my birthday for, you know, $300 right. versus can I have these earrings for $5,000? So, yeah. But well, yeah, that, that actually that actually makes it better for me yeah. because then it's not so absurd. I mean, yeah. that is, I mean, I guess that's an attainable amount of money to have. Yeah. In 1992, as a 14-year-old? Yeah. Well, I mean, especially if you're getting it from your parents. Because she goes, oh, my dad's never going to buy this for me. All right. But, yeah, no, that's... the I Because I was, I was curious, because I knew it was a very big discount, but I was curious yeah. as to how much of a discount it was, so I actually sat down and did the math, which I'd never done before. But I was like, yeah, it's about 94% off that she's offering, which, hell yeah. That, if I was shopping somewhere and I'd be like... Oh, look at those. Quit 94% off. I It will really suck for me for the next couple of weeks, but I just got paid. So yeah, I'll drop these $300 on this. And then, you know, I will survive on water for the next two weeks. Well, and when you're that age, you have disposable income. You can you can save up three hundred dollars and, yeah. and spend it on jewelry. Oh yeah. Well, I mean that's what concert my, tickets or yeah. you know video games. That's what my little yeah. sister does. She's right. she just turned eighteen and those were the days. Yeah, and she saved all her money and bought her first car and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh god, and, and, I really wish that was the case now, but I have like bills and shit. <laughs> I can't do that. I gotta pay rent and I gotta pay my phone bill and I gotta you know. Live off these scraps. Yeah. Other than the Sailor Moon movies that you paid for. Yeah. The last movie I saw in the theater was Ragnarok. That was a good It's pretty movie. sad, though. I, I mean, mean I, for, I haven't been to the movies in a while either, so. I mean, and it's not because I'm bitter about not working in the movie yeah. industry anymore. It's that I just don't have the money to go yeah. to the movie theater. Last so. one I saw in theaters was, aside from Sailor Moon, was, I think is when I went and saw Ant-Man and the Wasp with my friend Joe, and Joe paid for me, so... Well, that's more recent than mine. Yeah. Yeah. All right, back to... Back to to animation. Back to the look of the show. Look Mm -hmm. of the show. Here we are. We're in the hog pile Mm -hmm. for what I've now learned is a 94% discount. Yeah. On some... some, They were diamond earrings. Yeah. Were they not? Yeah. Yeah. Some nice earrings. Fucking nice earrings. Yeah. To the death, it looks like this fight is going to go. Yes. And here's the thing, is we have... It's a wide shot because you have to incorporate all of the angry, the just hysterical women going for a sale. Mm-hmm. Two figures come crawling out from underneath it who are... I didn't go back and look at it a second time. I just went with my first impression. Plump. Very, They're very round. The only reason... And then they cut to Usagi and... What's her face? Naru. Mercury. What? No, Naru. Oh, okay. Mercury doesn't show up for a while. All right. I don't know. And that's... That's they all look the same to me. Oh my god, Mercury has blue <laughs> hair. Naru does not even have blue hair. She has. You are literally. Did you? Did, were you watching me take hair. notes? Because I want to talk about hair color too. Oh my god. All right. So the two of them, uh-huh. Naru. Naru. I should. I had to go back and write down um, uh, aminos or umino. Umino. <laughs> amino acid. Amino acid. Yeah. yeah. Which. Umino. Uh, anyway, the and they do a quick cut, and it's recognizable Naru and Sailor Moon, mm-hmm. but they. Look nothing like the jelly beans that came crawling out from underneath the hog pile. Well, I think once again that was more of like a stylistic yeah. humor choice. That's my question. Yeah, it's more of a stylistic humor choice, is what I would say. Yeah. I of course, you know, don't know what was going through the animators' brain. Animators' brains. God, I cannot talk today. Do they do that in the comic book? Okay, so it doesn't have that specific thing in there. It's a little bit shorter, but you can kind of see, oh, see. here. This is a bunch of women in the store looking okay. at bargain prices. Well, there's her mom, the redhead. Yeah. Bargain prices? Okay, oh. yeah, this is much different. There's like glass. They're like on the other side of a giant glass window. Yeah, they don't. They yeah. don't go. She doesn't actually go in the store. Yeah, there's no like, jelly beans. Mm-hmm. Since I've referenced it already, should we talk about the hair color? Yes. Go All right. Ahead. This is what everyone is supposed to take away from episode one: women with red hair, bad news. <laughs> <laughs> it's a theme. Now I gotta think about 
Because doesn't Beryllium, doesn't she have red hair? She's Beryl. Beryllium. Queen, Queen Beryl. She is named after Beryllium. Yes. She's named after the stone Beryl, which I'm sure you noticed that Jadeite is also named after a stone. Not till now. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jadeite is named after a stone. Queen Beryl is named after a stone. Right. There's going to be a theme. <laughs> right, we ju- we've jumped ahead now. Now okay. we're already at the jewelry right. sale. Now I want to go back to school. Let's go back, back to, to school. school. Which this ties in because mm-hmm. now, now I know that I am reading things wrong. Mm-hmm. But right before we see the first redhead of mm-hmm. questionable kind of is she neutral evil is she evil is she neutral good you know oh man way to throw the some D&D there you're welcome the te- but hang on I have to bring this up again yes. even though you tried to explain it to me why does Amino Umino why is he tripping on acid with, <laughs> with those with those swirly glasses like that's not it's a nerd those are trope. novelty glasses no it's a nerd those are trope. like those are like Groucho Marx glasses <laughs> with the swirls in it's them. a nerd trope it's very common for characters that are kind of dorky nerdy types to wear the big swirly glasses okay and you can see here going back to I referenced her last one this is Princess D. Oh, she's, there she is. Uh, she's got yeah. big swirly glasses, so too. So she, she's an acid head, too. They're all no, tripping on acid. No. Not all of them. No. The ones with... Apparently, you have to wear eyeglasses to take acid. No, Japan. because there are people who wear eyeglasses. Like, for instance, one of many Bay in this show, aka Original Flavor Bay. That's Tuxedo Mask. Tuxedo Kamensama. Oh, be still my heart. He wears glasses sometimes, too. But he does not have swirly. He has rectangular frames. Yeah, we can't. And we, he's like classy smart versus like, it's it's a nerd trope. It's basically like, this person's a total huge gigantic dork. Here are their huge gigantic dork glasses. That's what it is. I, I believe you. Like, cause, cause, I, I am who I am. Okay. And it looks to me like they went to Spencer Gifts <laughs> and he got some novelty glasses and he thinks he's because, cool where he's well, funny. He's being funny or something. And uh, he, he's not. But, you know, Umino, he is a computer nerd back when right. computer nerds were like shunned and ostracized for being total yeah. now that we're total in chic I act like I'm a computer yeah. nerd where I know the very and minimum basics of computing having nerd specializations really at that point was kind of unique I mean mm-hmm. c- computer nerds they they weren't they were different than comic yeah. book nerds they oh, yeah. were, I mean they were despised mm-hmm. they were the smelliest and yeah. worst dressed and greasiest hair of the nerds you could kind of also describe him as an otaku I believe it's just Thing in Japanese where they're like super nerdy, obsessed dudes who don't really have a social life and they kind of just are weird. And that's kind of Umino because he does all of this crazy stuff where he's just like, oh, I don't need to do that. I built a program to do this and I am, you know, this, right, that, and the other. Right, and right. I know all of these weird, yeah. obsessive, like, trivia that people shouldn't know, but I know it because that's all I do in my free time is I study because I'm super smart. Because I'm super smart, I'm also super weird. May I, I would like to compliment you on mm-hmm. having explained it better than the first time I asked <laughs> so A good job no now I get it a little bit yeah. more I just my brain is really not malleable like it's really rigid <laughs> and so I see that and I dismiss it as foolish and almost insulting to me like I'm just supposed to accept this mm-hmm. how come nobody's talking about this like mm-hmm. the first thing I'd say is dude when are you going to take off those glasses you were wearing them last time I saw you it's just like <laughs> it, you didn't get a laugh the first time take them off and now I, I get it. Yep. It's it's a it's a representation of a symbol. It's yeah. it's a symbol of a of a it's, character type. Yeah, it's okay. like how the Fonz always has his cool jacket and his comb and his hairstyle and fixes the jute box. Or Japanese animators are all members of the Japanese drug culture and no. it's a very subtle reference no. to this kid's trip and balls. It is a trope. Now I have to talk about this. Background music. Background music. Yeah. <laughs> AKA one of the best things about Sailor Moon. You'll see, because as we go uh, th- on. This was, in this in class, uh-huh. there is some crazy harmonica music happening <laughs> that is, like, I wish I just had that playing, like, when I walked around in public. <laughs> like, hey, check out my theme music. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a tasty jam. Well, see, that's why you just memorize it and get it stuck in your head so that when you're walking around, it's playing in your head, and then you can be like, I have theme music. Fuck you, you guys. You mean, like, how I've had... See, for me, it's just like I get the Katamari theme stuck in my head, so I'll just be driving or I'll be doing something, and when there's downtime and nothing's happening, I do it a lot of the time when I'm like carpooling with people. I'll be driving, and then there'll be a lull in the conversation, so I'll be sitting there and I'll be like, Out loud, not just in your head, out loud, right? Out loud. Okay, good. Now I feel better because I got popped. 
We're working on a breaker panel. And the store owner comes in and she's like, everything going okay in here? And like, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. I, do, I totally do it out loud. I'm just like, this is my neutral music because some, nothing is happening and I'm uncomfortable with silence. Yeah. So... I think mine's way more about subconscious and conscious. And like when I'm doing something like that, it's so routine that I basically have to have background music for my auto, you know, my muscle memory. I know. I'm totally the same way. And then sometimes I start singing songs that I'm really into at the moment. And then I have to remind myself that I can't sing certain songs in public. Like when I was working at a call center and I was listening to a lot of Ninja Sex Party at the time. And they have a song called If We Were Gay. And I was like, I can't sing this at work. I just have to keep this all internal because I can't just be sitting here at my computer being like, here's a list of things that Brian likes to suck. Dick, 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 dick. I can't sing that in the call center. No, no. no. <laughs> that was definitely, that. that's my problem is I get ridiculous songs yeah. and I'm like, some of these aren't appropriate to be sung in public. Yeah, and, and we share this. I, I think this this is, we've it's come up before, yeah. but maybe not in such detail. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just, kind of been referenced or uh, as a side note but mm-hmm. i've got myself into all kinds of uncomfortable looks and, and stares singing britney spears <laughs> one more time that's not for a grown man to be singing out loud <laughs> i just i had just gotten my bluetooth device and i didn't realize how loud i was mm-hmm. i'm not a teenage girl i mean <laughs> not yet not yet. I'm, I'm working on it I feel like I'm with this cartoon, I'm getting closer. Yeah. All right, Jada. Okay, this is when this is the first time we see the bad guys. Yes. And And Queen Beryl, who uh does a lot of sitting in front of her crystal ball. Is it ever explained why Jadeite, as some sort of sub henchman, but Mm -hmm. you know higher in rank than other henchmen, why is he wearing a uniform from the Star Blazers? No, no. no, Hear me out. Like in old Hollywood system, Mm -hmm. in the studio system, where they just had a wardrobe room, Mm -hmm. and when the movie was over, they put it in the wardrobe room. A few years later. You know, be like, no one remembers this, and they pull it out of the wardrobe room. Is that what they did here? They just they found a drawing of some of some cartoon wardrobe, and they're like, recycle the Star Blazers uniform. <laughs> no, 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 no. It, it's he's a general. Okay. I mean, that's basically. God, he, if this is based on reality again, I'm going to be pissed. No, no, no it's not based on reality. Right. I don't think oh, but God. basically what if it is <laughs> it might be i don't know I have to, i'll have to look it up I, I won't like the show less Where? if it just keeps on having some sort of real basis you're gonna be really upset when you know that tons of stuff in this show is referenced to places where the creator grew up i gotta get my book that's not good for people who have trouble with the line between reality and fantasy because now i feel like the show is trying to preach to us in 238 episodes that there are sailor scouts and not only are there sailor scouts here's why everything else we're telling you in this story is real so this must be real too i mean who's to say that there aren't sailor scouts we don't know not me because i I want to live in a world where there's sailor scouts listen that has been my life from 1995 on is wanting to live in a world where there are sailor scouts okay you had me at wanting to live in a world with sailor scouts yeah Basically, um, no. I will look that up, and we'll find out what Jedi's uniform is. But he he is a he is a higher. You are right. He is a higher. A general ranking. in what? What what army? What the what? dark? He's the general in the Dark Kingdom. Dark Kingdom. Okay. The Dark Kingdom. Do we get more info on the Dark Kingdom later? I'm guessing they are the bad guys of this season. Right. So. All right. And so, what's Beryl? Just a, a witch queen? Well, considering her name is Queen Beryl. Queen was an easy enough word to read. Mm-hmm. That didn't stick out. But Beryl mm-hmm. I was like, is it Meryl? Like Meryl's. It's pronounced the same, but right. it's a gemstone. Brilliant. All right, moving on. <laughs> then that happens. You know, I did want to kind of like, it's a scepter, right? That is floating in front of her. It's... when she's doing that crazy stuff with her hands. Yeah, really, no, she, really. She does that. Oh. Yeah. And obviously it's the crazy stuff with her hands that's causing the scepter to levitate. I don't know if it's a scepter more so than it is like a, like a stand for her crazy crystal ball. Because... It's floating when what? she does the crazy hand stuff. It floats. Well, yeah, that... Look at it again. Okay. Oh, I'm the, no, 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 I know it's floating. Okay, and the bottom couldn't stand up under gravity at all. It's a single point. Okay, but here I'm going to uh, I'm going to do the one word gloss over it, make it all work. Mm-hmm. Magic. So she, so she's burning magic twenty four seven on this thing to keep it standing upright. When she could just tack some some gussets onto it, you know, some Listen, outriggers, so it could. St- maybe she, maybe she doesn't have to do the hand thing. 
Maybe it just levitates because she cast levitate on it. I don't know. But and maybe she's just doing the hand thing so she looks like she's doing something important when all of the when the generals walk up and they're like, "Hey, Queen Beryl, uh, can you help me out?" Oh, I have to maintain this. I don't know. I see. I it's like a- I like the idea of it being a scepter because initially it looks like she's doing just ultimate stereotype the crystal ball. Initially it looks I'm like, oh really she's doing crazy hand stuff to a crystal ball and then you look down and it's like crystal balls has got some landing gear you she, know. I I mean, she might use it as a scepter towards the end. I, yeah. Oh, see, I prefer to think of it as not her scepter, but the scepter of being much more powerful than her, whose evil was vanquished by greater goods than this world will ever know. I guess we'll find out. Did, can I not think? It's okay for me yeah, to think no, that, No, it's right? totally okay. okay for you to think that. I wasn't sure what that look said. Uh, that look was me <laughs> processing how I okay. was going to respond. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> but we will find out. I, you know, I have self-doubt sometimes, and that look no, threw that... me into some self-doubt. All right. So I don't remember what happened. We cut, okay, evil. Evil people, welcome to evil. Here they are. Then we cut to, she's going home from school, I guess. And uh, I can't remember what initiates it, but then Mysterious Stranger. Yeah, yeah, no. Sunglasses guy. Yes, sunglasses guy. You see the people and Queen Barrow's like, we need lots of energy because our dark commander tells us that we need lots of energy. And Jada's like, I got the best plan. Morga is out there doing evil deeds and getting energy. Because we don't have the legendary silver crystal yet. Or as they say in Japanese, Ginzuisho. So, and then it cuts to the jewelry shop where you see the sale and Morga, who's in disguise of Naru's mom, is like, Mwahaha, everyone buy this so that I can take all of your precious energy. That's where you get bam, bam, bam. Then Naru comes up to her mom and she's like, Mama! is exactly the thing that she mm-hmm. says. Yep. And then she's like, oh, Naru, how are you? Oh, here. And then you go into the, the 94% off sale and then people getting trampled and then jelly beans and then they leave the store. And then Naru's like, okay, bye. And Usagi's like, bye. And then Usagi walks out and she's like, oh my God, I'm never gonna be able to get that stuff because I suck at English. That's why I got a 30% on my test. I hate this test. Throw it over my head. And then the next thing you hear is Mysterious Stranger saying, hey, That's right. hey, she threw garbage at him. Yeah, she threw yeah, garbage okay. at him. Well, gotcha. she threw garbage over her shoulder, and he got hit by it, and he was like, hey, watch it, dumpling head. Yeah. See, you you, you were I in the did... room when I wrote no. down my notes, because I'm like, bunhead. Bunhead. Discuss. Bunhead, bunhead, which in the dubbed version sounded really close to butthead. I'm <laughs> um, just saying, in the one I was listening to, those, that, those aren't buns. They're, that's not a bun. Mm-hmm. No. It is, it is a bun. No. no, no, it is, because they are called odango, because in Japanese, he calls her odango atama, which means dumpling head. The hairstyles specifically are like dumplings on the head because odango, dango is is like a, a dumpling mm-hmm. food. Yeah. She's uh-huh. she, she's called dumpling head, but they translate it to bun head because dumplings can kind of be buns. So yes, it is proper to call her bun head. In the original, I would, I would really have preferred that he called her dumpling head. Well, I mean, I do too. In the original Deke translation, they he actually calls her. But this is one of the translations where it's not so bad because it makes sense. If you take the original translation, he calls her meatball head. That's better. See? That's better. That's what I'm saying. That was an okay translation. The rest of it was shit, but that was an okay translation. I like meatball head. I didn't even think meatball of that. Head. The thing is, is that these orbs mm-hmm. that are at, that they're at the is that the base? The base of her pigtails, mm-hmm. right? The dumplings, the meatballs. The odango. And then the word I won't call it because a bun is a single unit. Oh, and that's my next thing. Shouldn't it be buns head? No, it's just bun head. But there's more than one bun. <laughs> oh, I, I called it a bun. There's more than one orb. Well, she, she also gets called dumpling head but and meatball head. It's a singular because if you say, hey, meatballs head, that sounds dumb. <laughs> so no, you're not going to say, hey, meatballs head. Hey, dumplings head. That just sounds strange. So no. That's what's great about it. It's okay. Listen, Mysterious be Stranger. Dis- be descriptive is... with your nicknames. No. He's, right. He is descriptive, right. Mysterious Stranger. Did you know that at one point in time, roughly about... Seven years ago now, I had hair long enough that I could do very small Odango, and I did. I don't know if I have photographic evidence anywhere that I have access to. I do not believe you because I've never seen you with very. You've long never hair. seen yeah. me with long hair. So no, it it did happen. I did have. Me, okay. You know who you can ask? You can ask our very good friend Peter because he saw me with it. I went to his birthday party with Odango wow. in my hair. Wow. 
Yeah. You think he'd remember? He might. Yeah. I can ask him when I see him in two days. I mean, I just, I feel like you do a great deal of changing your appearance to match various cartoon comic book characters. And so it may just have kind of faded into a file of general. Um, I mean, you're not wrong. I got told that I have Sailor Uranus hair today. So I was pretty happy about that. I mean, Sailor Uranus is not my favorite character, but um, I do love Sailor Uranus. I love them all, really. But yeah. I, li- I like her more now that I know some stuff. But I'm not, then I'm not supposed I mean, oh, any, spoilers, never spoilers, never spoilers, okay, okay, moving on. Now, she walks past the, the video game arcade. Mm-hmm. And, oh, wow. They have a Sailor V video game? Yeah. All right, here's the thing. Sailor V is like a, a localized folk hero. Right? Would she make the national news? She is technically based in London. That that is not made clear at no, all. No, it's made clear later in the series, okay. but Sailor V uh-huh. was the original, original manga. So when oh. Naoko first started writing the comics, codename Sailor V was the first thing. Sailor Moon didn't even exist. <gasps> and then like a Captain Christopher Pike. No, but it started out as codenamed Sailor V, and Sailor V was this masked crusader. She worked out in London with the police force, so she actually did work with the police force. She was known to them, although the police chief was very adamant about capturing her, because she's like, she's a vigilante! We can't have vigilanteism! This codenamed Sailor V is so good. I love it so much. How many years prior to Sailor Moon? What, months? I think it might, have, it might have been like a year before, but it's codenamed Sailor V never took <laughs> off. There's only two two actual physical books of it that were released in America, but codenamed Sailor V was very short because it didn't quite take off. And then she did Sailor Moon, and Sailor Moon became this whirlwind success. And then they decided, oh well, I'm going to uh, incorporate Sailor V in here. The fact that there is a Sailor V video game is not that absurd because of the fact that Sailor V is this vigilante that works with the police in London. That blows away my theory that it's a regional folk hero and nope. somehow that's a video game. Nope. So It's totally legit that she would be a video game because she is kind of right. this. Because London financiers hired Japanese programmers to make a Sailor V video game. Japan makes video games about everything. About eating breakfast. And Japan makes... There I would was a play vi- an eating breakfast No, there game. was a video game in the arcade when I went to Japan that was literally about flipping a table. Like, our setup <laughs> of this arcade video game was there was a physical table. It's like, you know, when you play those uh, rail shooter games where you have the little light gun? Yeah, yeah. It's like that. There is a physical table. That is your controller. And you're, the idea is you're at a specific venue and you have to flip the table and cause as much carnage as possible. Okay. So you have to wait for the perfect moment and then <laughs> flip this physical table. It was an arcade game, obviously. Obviously, yes. they're very expensive to buy that for your home system. Yes. Do you know what it was called? Is there YouTube of someone playing it? Because my brother-in-law would go to great lengths to have have a crack at that. Um, I will see if I can. Find he was it. given a miniature table to flip, so that anytime something happened at work that was outrageous, <laughs> he could just flip his miniature table. Look, it came up immediately. It did. It's called Table Flip. Super Super Table Flip. Yes. Or um That's the second. Generation. Oh, it's published by Taito, which makes perfect sense oh, because okay. we were in a Taito arcade. Yep. Or Cho I'm gonna butcher this and I'm sorry, my Japanese is horrible. Cho Chabudai Gaishi. Alright, that I mean that enough with that line of questioning, evidently. So yeah, no, he can look that up. Just table flip arcade game and he'll find it immediately. Uh, well we're kind of winding down for me because redheads are evil. Well this and is I'll bring um, now that I've uh, seen you, this. You never you never mentioned you never said what you were gonna say about Haruna, the teacher. The redhead? Yeah. Because we got distracted by Umino. No, I think, I, I mean, she's the one who who begins to build this whole theme but, that redheads are evil. Well, why do you think she's evil? Because she's the teacher. That doesn't check out for me. Your teachers, like when you were that age, you didn't consider your teachers to be evil people trying to ruin your life? No. Oh. When I was... I thought... Well, it, okay. Okay, so... I thought that was universal. Usagi is 14. Mm-hmm. When I was 14, I was my first year of high school, okay, mm-hmm. which checks out. You were... You were 14 your sophomore year? My first year. That's freshman. Oh, wow. It's been that long. You were 14 (laughs) for your freshman year? Most people are 14 when they're in their freshman year. I was 14 in my freshman year. (gasps) Whoa. That's crazy. It's almost like I just said most people are 14 Ah, in their freshman year of high school. So when I was 14 in my first year of high school, I had a lot of really cool teachers. I just moved here to Washington. That was my first year here in Washington. So I didn't know a whole lot of people. I had a lot of really cool teachers. My next year, 
my sophomore year of high school, I had an English teacher. Her name is Miss Cox. She was amazing. When she wanted to take a break from learning and teaching, she would, as a total joke, she was a part of this community of people who legitimately think they're elves. They would send these newsletters out and like elven love letters. And so she would literally just sit down and read us these elven love letters in the middle of class when she was bored. And so there were just like times where we would just... I need to know more about this. <laughs> <laughs> this then how come this um, hasn't come up before? You know, I will look into it, but there's these legitimate people that think they, yeah. that think and, they I mean, are elves. For question number one, and I know you don't have the answer, but mm -hmm. I know that I'm not the only one thinking this. Mm -hmm. Are we talking like Liv Tyler hot elf or are we talking like Keebler elves? We're talking like Lord of the Rings elves. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It was cool. We also, that was also the teachers that we talked about how she needed a throne made out of books covered in crushed velvet and that we needed to get her a goblet to drink her coffee out of and then that we would get like dry ice and make a smoke machine and all that stuff. Roughly what year was this that you had this teacher? 2005-2006. Yeah. Yeah, it's not as amazing now that you say 2005 because I, I like thought somehow this happened when I was the age you're talking about yeah. and there was no internet. And could you imagine like how difficult it would have been in 1984 to find a group of people who thought they were elves? Not because a group of people who comprised all strangers before they joined the group. I like, mean, there was no internet. There's no way to form that. I suppose you, satanic uh, no, cults do it. There was a way to do that. It's called Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. That's, yeah, that worked. Yeah. yeah. yeah Trust be, me. That would be a good that would be a good way to recruit spies too. If, you know, for espionage and such. Mm -hmm. All right, so... Evil teachers. Right. Basically, what I'm saying is I had great relationships with my teachers, and I don't always associate teachers with badness. I guess there were there were a couple of teachers who maybe were neutral. Like, they hadn't joined the dark side yet. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, they all succumbed because they they have the power to mess with your mind and to make your life miserable. Mm -hmm. And many of them, their lives are so pathetic that they, that's the only joy they get out of life is messing with kids. I miss school. All right. Bunnies jumping over the moon. What is the Japanese word for moon? Tsuki. Say it again. Tsuki? Tsuki? Tsu no, no. Tsuki. Tsuki. Is, is like, like. So if you were to say... And then I was Tsuki. No, 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 no. I was all Tsuki. It's... When you're saying that you like something, for instance, ramen, okay. you say ramen ga suki, which means I like ramen. Oh, it's to enjoy versus a comparison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. So, okay, so, so the moon, the moon is tsuki? Tsuki. It's okay. T-S-U-K-I. So the T-S-U is tsu, so tsuki. Okay. This has been Japanese Stay 101 with, with, with Maddie. Stay with me. So mm -hmm. in the original mm -hmm. version of the story, her name is Sailor Tsuki? No, no, no. Her name is Sera Moon. Moon. Yes. That's an English word. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's Luna's name? And that's is where I'm going with this. Luna. Luna? Is yeah. Luna in, yeah. in Japanese? Mm -hmm. But, I mean, the whole origin of the word Luna is Western. Japanese does borrow a lot of stuff from like English and things like that. Well, that's... Just like English borrows a lot of words from other languages. Not Japanese, languages. they don't. I mean, they're not... Yeah, we do. Sushi? That is the name of something. Okay, I mean, that, but I mean... it's still a borrowed word. We could call it raw fish. Right. Well, who was e eating raw fish in, a, in America before but the Japanese brought sushi no, here? but what I'm saying is that we do use loan words from Japan. Mm -hmm. I don't We're... think I don't think anybody suddenly looked up at the moon and said Luna because it... Well, because it was such a common English word for the moon. I mean, it's not. I mean, yeah. it's... Then, you know, Luna probably is derivative from lunar, which, you know, and you know, you have like lunatic. Right. But lunar is very much moon related. And In, I'm indeed. sure... Indeed. And I get... I mean... you want me to look at the my, etymology... My, the, the, I don't. I don't because it, I know... It's a point that maybe I'm focused on a little too hard, mm -hmm. but you have Sailor Moon, mm -hmm. and then you have the cat mm -hmm. named Luna, Luna, right? I'm just, I guess I'm saying that in English, mm -hmm. those are very synonymous mm -hmm. with each other, and I just wanted to know if the Japanese had done the same thing, where the cat name is a synonym for moon. It's very much moon derivative, all yeah. that stuff. Is, is Sailor Jupiter's cat named Europa? Sailor Jupiter does not have a cat. That we know of. No, Sailor Jupiter does not have a cat. There's another cat, okay. which you've already seen because yeah. he went through the series backwards. Right. And that's Artemis, who belongs to Sailor Venus, uh, which yeah. makes perfect sense. Artemis, who is whipped. Oh, I mean it. <laughs> <laughs> which is even funnier because it's a cat. Yeah. Anyway, I wanted to point out that Sailor Moon's meatballs look like fog lights when she transforms. Like when they do a, a close-up of her face, she has fog lights. She's got, the, she's got the she's got the little little 
hair ornaments on her old dongo. She has yeah. fog lights. The fog light radio. That have the magical ability to... That I know of to hear her friend in distress. To hear her friend in distress. The magical ability that, spoiler alert, is never fucking used ever again. She never hears her friends she in distress again? She never fucking uses it ever again. That's Because it's too powerful. It's too powerful. She... Also, you know, the crazy whale cry that she uses because she's like oh i can't do it and she starts crying Uh uh-huh yeah that gets used one more time no way well that's just because she has so much to her arsenal is so deep i guess all right so now here's the typical she's monologuing talking about how after i'm done with you i'm gonna go after your mother and it just made me think like oh i'm glad to see that's not just a a crappy way of storytelling that's western in origin they adopted that in the manga they she says very specifically she's like where's my mom and she says oh your mom's in the basement dead that's better and then and then that's it shows, not my, that's that's telling stuff that has happened but no but then what it i'm should, gonna and, do but then there's a tiny little panel next to it that shows naru's mom in the basement wrapped up and it says naru's mom very clearly alive that's funny yeah Nako, she's, yeah, that she's was, a funny girl that was lost in mm-hmm. the animation yep. all right then of course we have sailor moon after her first transformation Mm -hmm. now she's got to fight luna Mm -hmm. tells her as much Mm -hmm. what i like prior to luna giving her you know the instructions is she admits i i don't want to i don't want to fight and i want to go home i I want to see mommy yeah and she's like i i have to be dreaming this can't be real i don't want to be a superhero yeah she the reluctant hero is a common Mm -hmm. character i mean it's a common character Mm -hmm. trait and i just like the honesty like I just liked the makeup case. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't want to fight evil. Yeah. Now I'm not a girl. What is the make? Is that a? Is that a? It's a brooch. But it opens up. Yeah. Does this one open up? It does. Yes, it does. It is op- this is this is the actual one. That you is have the actual. The, one? You have the actual. Yeah, that one. is the that is the replica. This is of not her a mass-produced replica. No. That is a replica of her first. Wait, wait a minute. I, I'm not. Sh- no, that you can. It goes through the whole song. That's impressive. That's impressive. Wow. How'd they get all those instruments inside that? <laughs> that is up. You, you it have to push keeps the, going. Push the button again to make it stop. Okay. <laughs> so now it, that is technically the. It has a mirror. Though. It does have. A, well, this one has a mirror. Hers doesn't have a mirror. Weird. See, Mine... this is for guys like me who thought it. I'm like, oh, it's a, it's makeup. No, it's There's not a makeup. mirror. It's it's a brooch. That's why she wears it on her. Yeah, where her ribbon is. Yeah, where her ribbon is. Yeah. yeah th- no, this is actually um one that you'll see later yeah. in this season because this has a crystal is, in it. Is the ribbon? There and so large so that they don't have to answer or really kind of address her boobs? No, okay. the ribbon is there because it is a style okay. of the sailor uniform. I, no, that was a serious question. I didn't no, no, no. I didn't know if... It's there as a style of the sailor uniform. You'll notice that Sailor Moon is not that busty. Um, also 14. Yes, yeah, she's also 14. Yeah. But some of the other sailors got there. So we'll, we'll see some boob lines. Yes. Okay. Unless you watch the Deke translation because that's one of the many things that Deke Are you cut serious? Out. No, I'm not even see- I'm not even fucking joking. <coughs> Let me read this to you. See, maybe I maybe I saw this like when I had the flu or First of all, Deke being fucking idiots destroys the entire reveal of this season in the first episode. Mm. They're like, oh, by the way, this is what happened in the past. Good job. Yeah. Fuck you, Deke. I mean, I appreciate you guys that you helped localize this and bring this into America, but you guys did so much. First of all, like most of the stuff that shows kanji or anything remotely Japanese, like, oh my God, look, they're eating mochi. We can't call it mochi. We have to call it donuts because American children won't know what mochi is. Oh, you can't call her donuts. Dumpling head. American children don't know what dumplings are. Oh, we can't show them kanji because My American children do. I'm sorry. Be- <laughs> because American children will be like, "What are those squiggly lines? Those don't look like English." Like, <laughs> do you just assume that American children in the '90s were idiots? They were. I mean, I wasn't. And well, you're special. Thank you. Okay, so let me show you. Let me just scroll on this page. We're looking at SM uncensored, by the way. All of these red parts are parts that they cut out. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, in- That's a lot. Yeah. That's almost like a different show. 20 seconds. Directly after Usagi gets thrown out of the house, Shingo shows up. That's her brother. 
He mocks Usagi and makes fun of her for being so stupid. Usagi gets enraged by this and does a Sailor V kick at Shingo. Unfortunately, Do they break this down episode by episode? Uh, episode by episode wow. and the movies. Unfortunately, wow. it lands on the door and Usagi feels a lot of pain. Quite a funny scene. Too bad dub viewers miss the entire thing. We don't even know she has a brother because they completely cut out the brother in the first episode. Wow. So I'm yeah. I'm not I'm not seeing it like you saw it. No. Yeah, you I'm are seeing, seeing it in a more pure adaptation. A less puritanical yeah. white person. Yeah. Or... Also, they took out the word makeup from her transformation to she was just moon prism power. Uh-huh. And they changed moon tiara action to moon tiara magic in the original dub okay well that that brings me to almost my last yep. point so the speech she says when she's doing her little thing uh-huh. which is i to say you know sera fuku bisojo senshi sera moon tsukine kawatte o shokyo i haven't written here because i can never I remember it off the top of my head i love that you did the pig, pigeon english for that <laughs> that's what she that's I, how she says it that's how i say it in private by myself no, i'll just that, that's yell literally it out. how she yeah. says it she I goes sera moon I, so it's cute. It, it means, for love and justice, I am the pretty suited sailor soldier, sailor moon, and then the name of the moon, I will punish you. Right. As we all know. In the original dub, it was, I'm Sailor Moon, the champion of justice. I will right wrongs and triumph over evil. And that means you. Wow. Is what it was originally, wow. when they translated it to. I would prefer um. to be punished in the name of the moon. Than, <laughs> exactly. Than have to listen to that prattle. So let's talk about Moon Tiara action. Uh-huh. And the fact that she's in the middle of a fight that's not turn-based. Mm-hmm. It's happening. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's live. Mm-hmm. And her cast animation is huge. The, her cast time... What is her cast... I mean, that's like bigger than Fire 4. <laughs> I don't know exactly what it is second-wise. But yeah, no. It's the same with going forward. You'll see it more often in later seasons, but it's the same with their transformation sequences yeah. where they were like... Transformation, though, you have time. You're not mid-fight. No, no, no. But sometimes... In later episodes, they are in mid-fight. Like, they're being attacked and they're like, oh no, we gotta transform! They're being attacked in their mortal, you know, vulnerable selves? Yeah, but I like to think that the actual sequence for when they're doing it is like this weird time dilation, sort of time suspension thing. So, like, when it's happening... Well, the animation suggests that because things are happening in in a slower motion. Yeah. A magical Mm -hmm. kind of MDMA thing happening. It's... I like it. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I would... If I was the bad guy and i was trying to kill sailor moon mm-hmm. i don't know when that would ever happen or why mm-hmm. but bad guys are they kill yeah. good people if i was killing going to kill this little girl mm-hmm. and she pulled that shit out i'd stop and watch i'd be like look at that that's amazing so maybe that's part of the attack mm-hmm. but i do think that they're suggesting that magic time like during the cast time you know getting ready for the actual attack is this sort of like the first part of the spell is actually happening in that it's stopping time and you know because 14 year old girls need extra time that is the truth (laughs) but in the same instance there are later seasons where while she's casting they cut to and show the bad guys doing something else but it could be that in your instance where you're so mesmerized that's what's happening is in originally they're like oh my god what is this hero that suddenly appeared out of nowhere and now they're spinning and magic is happening and what the fuck what next what next what this isn't supposed to happen and they're just so stunned that i think that is also plausible yeah and then as the baddies get stronger they're just like I don't have fucking right. time for this shit and I, I just I want to make it clear that I'm I'm not opposed to creative license mm-hmm. like acid tripping glasses guy you know that's fine with <laughs> me I, I say you know if you have a dream put it out there mm-hmm. and if your dream is little girls who have magic powers and can stop time to look pretty go for it because mm-hmm. that's not a bad world to yeah. live in you know that's no, a good world not. to live in my last thing I want to talk about and there's a reason it's last because I think you're gonna get so angry that you'll hit stop <laughs> tuxedo mask yeah Here's the thing with Tuxedo Mask. We're not told his age when he appears. And he appears at an important time. He's the cavalry. Where did he get the tuxedo? And the reason I ask this question is I think it informs his kind of uh, suggested age, Mm -hmm. which is that he's an adult. Not a high schooler. Not, you know, he's an adult. First of all, (laughs) let me just address something that is common misnomer all right and it's partially on naoko for this Uh he's not actually wearing a tuxedo Ah. (laughs) it's i don't remember the name of it but it's not technically it's not a tuxedo suit because the jacket and vest situation is wrong what is he is he wearing something that you would wear on a regular basis no but here's your your once again brush over it quick answer for why he has a tuxedo is 
magic. So it's like a magician's coat. No, it's also a magician's coat, and I it, it's like an evening coat or something oh. like that, but no. Again, is it something a high school boy would have? No, it's not something a high school boy right. would have. Okay, so he's an adult. No, he's not. I don't know that. No, you don't. Do I find out later? Yes. That's a relief, because right now, Tuxedo Mask is giving off a heavy Uncle Touchy vibe. Okay. <laughs> and this is the... This <laughs> that's, is, it. I, that's it. I will... <laughs> defend that, and we're done. I will tell you that he is older than the scouts so you're not wrong there but this is by and large not the creepiest age difference in a anime case in point cardcaptor sakura which came after probably cardcaptor sakura came out it was still the 90s it came out in the okay around the same time right. cardcaptor sakura right. i love it to pieces but it did have in the the, the main character also a magical girl she was in elementary school her friend in elementary school was in a relationship with their teacher. Okay. So. And, I mean, that's fine, and I don't want to alienate anybody who's cool with it. Okay, I'm, I'm, no, I'm going to stop you right there. Alienating pedophiles is perfectly okay. Okay. Thank you. Let's... Sorry, not sorry, yes. So, I guess that's our first ground rule. Yeah. All right, good. I'm permitted They're... to alienate them. You're permitted to alienate pedophiles. Sorry, and I, I don't watch Cardcaptor Sakura for that relationship. I watch Cardcaptor Sakura because she's a magical fucking girl. She's got a little talking guy. But that's an... I could go on and on. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's another... Basically, All right, I want to... This, this is the really the last thing I want to mm-hmm. say, and that's this, is that we... Our friendship grew... In a video game that you've been playing for a year mm-hmm. that I joined as a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, well, hey, watch your old man try and play video game, <laughs> which has its own history of hilarious misunderstandings. Oh, my Lord. But it was Final Fantasy, mm-hmm. and which is Japanese in origin mm-hmm. and has all kinds of things happening in it that... I think that are informed by Japanese culture mm-hmm. that I turned to you for some explanation mm-hmm. and then mocked or mocked, yeah. got explanation and still mocked. Yeah. But also... But the mocking you, never stops. It never stops, but I really wanted to know. And that's mm-hmm. why that's why I asked those questions. Mm-hmm. Now, this is our... Now, you decided essentially that Sailor Moon was going to be the next thing that we were going to have in common, yes. which doesn't make any sense because I had... I, I didn't know anything about it I, other mm-hmm. than, like I said, the girl at the bus stop. And when are we going to hang out and like do stuff that i'm interested in i don't know like drugs and musicians and specialized power tools okay drugs no (laughs) okay musicians i mean i'll talk to you about musicians anytime you want well this podcast is going to do nothing but bring us closer of course i feel like we'll find time for Mm -hmm. and we can do a podcast maybe like amy winehouse industrial accident the culmination of all my Mm -hmm. favorite things well i mean definitely i think (laughs) <laughs> not that it'll ever happen but if we get bored talking about sailor moon okay then never gonna happen then we can talk about then we can talk rock about stars nothing. who died from taking more drugs than i did this, on the same day this or, is 100 okay. percent how it happens right. because every single podcast that i listen to they're like oh we started out doing this one and now they have like 75 podcasts so um, all right i'm out of shit Okay, but i have a couple of things. oh okay i, I do you go I ahead then i'm interested um one it was just about the magical girl trope in general, the genre. Right. I did some research on it because this okay. is your first your your first foray into magical girls. Indeed. I didn't know this beforehand, but apparently magical girl, the actual genre, descended from bewitched. Weird. Yeah. I was like, what? But apparently the first two magical girl manga that were ever created the one was an adaptation of Bewitched, and the other was heavily inspired. Do you think that's by why it. Luna is is Luna? I it's mean, very it, possible. Because I, I did think about that. I was like, eh, Sabrina. You know, yeah. it feels. I mean, you're going to do that. Yeah. You know, if you have any knowledge of pop culture history, mm-hmm. you're you're just going to immediately be like, yeah, well, she's she's got a you know she's got a familiar. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Yeah. So yeah, no, I didn't know that, and I was like very fascinated. I was like, Bewitched, really? I would yeah. never. But there, okay, but you know, it makes sense. I think all just weird. Yeah. Toei Animation, who does he does Sailor Moon, yeah. does a lot of stuff, originally was the only one that made Magical Girl stuff. Oh, okay. And then, it was their thing. Yeah, it was their thing. And then they branched off from there. Yeah, so that was really cool. I thought that was super duper interesting. Another thing that I wanted to bring back, and I said this earlier that I was going to bring bring it back, was something that you said last week. We were talking about 
going to see the Sailor Moon Stars musical and how that helped you with your father passing. Yes. And I was thinking about that while I was editing last episode and I was like, you know, maybe the cosmos aligned or whatever, but that was like almost the perfect experience for something like that because in Stars, spoiler alert, if you haven't, you don't know anything about Sailor Moon Stars, but by this point it's been out for over 10 years. So if you haven't heard anything about it and you're just learning about Sailor Moon here, sorry, not sorry, pause it, skip ahead. I'm about to spoil it for you. But in Stars, fucking everyone dies. Yeah. Like, and in a lot of the, a lot of stars is Sailor Moon coping Gr- grieving. with grieving yeah. over losing everyone she cares about. Yep. And I was just thinking about that. I was like, wow, I can totally see how that would be something that would speak to Mike on that level because literally it's an entire season about grieving and losing people and then, you know, overcoming it and beating the bad guy. Which I didn't know. I, 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 I had thought that. I was I was half in and half out of a dream state. Mm-hmm. So for me, I was experiencing it in a in a very strange way. Mm-hmm. And what I took from it was that like Sailor, she wants to give up. Mm-hmm. She she and I and I understood that mm-hmm. better than I've ever understood that somebody wanting to give up, mm-hmm. you know. And it gave me hope, like yeah. that she. I mean, she found courage and she mm-hmm. and she found support, mm-hmm. you know. And she went out and kicked some ass. Yeah, yeah I mean, sometimes inside my just gibberish and nonsense <laughs> and insistent prattling mm-hmm. there's some insight thank you for taking the time to consider that yeah no i was just like wow it 100 percent was me just going i bought tickets to this show i need to bring somebody with me mike liked it when i showed him sailor moon maybe he will go with me and then turns out <laughs> it was actually I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> turns out it was actually like kismet the world planet aligning for you to have this soul moment with a magical girl. I I just think I just think it's adorable that you think of me as having liked that evening that we watched a couple of episodes. Excuse me. After the end of that evening, you looked at me and you said, "I want to be a pretty guardian of love and justice. I want to know more." But I lost the magic. It didn't stay inside of me. I did not pursue it at that time. Yeah, you didn't pursue it. Yeah. But then I brought you back into the fold, and now look where we are. I was lost, but yeah. now I'm found. Yeah. I mean, I'm obviously knee deep in it now. I've mm-hmm. committed to what, 297 episodes or whatever. <laughs> a lot of episodes. <laughs> a lot of episodes. A lot of episodes. And then, yeah. as we continue, I'm gonna find a. F- I'm going to find a way for us to watch PGSM, yeah. which is the live action, because oh my god, Can... you! First of all, I haven't seen all of PGSM. Okay. Second of all, you need to experience PGSM because it is so beautiful. Here's. Here's just a little little taste of PGSM. Luna and Artemis. Okay, first of all, really bad CGI. Really bad. Like, oh my god, bad CGI. Second of all, when Luna and Artemis are talking on screen, they are stuffed animals. Nice. They're stuffed animals, and they're always on the edge of a like a a surface, so you can't see the person behind them controlling the stuffed animal. It is fucking beautiful. Why? I love PGSM is not canon, but I fucking love PGSM. Yeah, um, that's cool that the concept of production value isn't important. Uh, no, fine. it's all right. How many episodes uh, are there? Don't and uh, uh, don't give me don't, b- 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 how many are there. There's two hundred. Two hundred original episodes. Two hundred episodes. Three feature length films. Don't count. And five short films. Don't count. Three point eight years. No, that's not. That's nothing. Three point eight years. That's nothing. You know who it's something to? <laughs> There's a somebody for to whom that is a lot. My girlfriend. <laughs> Jamie, <laughs> if you're listening, I love you. You're an amazing person. You can listen if you want. I'm not going to, you know, come over to your house and hold you hostage and make you listen to 3.8 years of content. But if you choose to, that's awesome. Thanks for enjoying the journey with us. I want to give a quick shout out to our very first Twitter follower. Yeah, at Sailor Trivia. Thank that was you, really thank nice. You Sailor Trivia. We really appreciate the follow. Our Twitter handle is at MooneyCast. And if you want to tweet about the show or tweet at us about the show, we I think we've officially decided that the hashtag is hashtag MooneyCast because that's just the simplest. Uh, we also have a Facebook group set up now. So that's across, across the Mooniverse on Facebook. Give us a like. Give us a share. Tell your friends, all that good stuff. Spread the word. We want to get popular, but we also want everybody to enjoy themselves. So, all right, bye guys. We'll see you in two weeks. Bye.